Hey, good evening, Top Fan Rivalry followers. It's Bill from Top Fan Rivalry. I have got a couple of new fresh faces, a team that we've talked about before, but a couple fresh faces. I got Matt. I got Chris in the clubhouse tonight. Fellas, how you doing? Doing great. Looking forward to the night. Living the dream, right? Absolutely. Perfect. Okay, so fellas, let's start out with the easy question. I can see it, but those that are driving in their car, they're not seeing it. So I could just say, hey, just check it out. And they're going to look at me and go, Bill, you're an idiot. We can't see it. So who's your guys' favorite team? The Chicago White Sox. That's the, that's the only team in Chicago, right? Uh, as far as I'm aware of. I don't think yeah. there's another team. <laughs> only at one least that not, a pro, not a professional team, at least. I think that's the only pro team. Exactly. Exactly. Um, okay, so we're gonna start you first, Matt, and then Chris. The same question: How did you become a White Sox fan? Um, so I became a White Sox fan. Um, I think I was kind of born into it. My my dad and his family. Uh, he was born on the South Side before they, you know, before my grandpa and grandma moved out to the suburbs. So um, they're South Siders by blood. Um, so I have that South Side blood in me. Um, so I've been, you know, sitting next to my dad on the couch watching White Sox baseball since uh, since I can remember. So that's that's definitely why. Beautiful, Chris. What about you? Uh, yeah, growing up, I loved uh, Frank Thomas and Ozzie Gian. So when I moved to Chicago after college, I sat next to work. At, I sat next to Matt at work, um, and he had <laughs> ten thousand White Sox fans uh, like signs in his cubicle. So thought he was a pretty cool dude. And I was like, you know what? I'll go all in on this Chicago White Sox thing. So that was like after the 2018 season, right before the 2019. Nice. And you know, that's my favorite question to ask everybody the first time they're on the podcast, because it comes down to either a friend, it comes down to a favorite player, or it comes down to family, which is awesome. And I can't tell you how many times I've heard that. I mean, I, we just did a, uh, I just did one with a Cardinals fan with a gal named Michelle. And she grew up, in, and she says this, I grew up in the Kansas City area, but my dad, quote unquote, raised me right and made me a Cardinals fan. <laughs> it's, so it was all about her pops, and I loved it. So it's great. It's great. All right, fellas, so let's talk. Let's start. I mean, Chris, you alluded to this already, but let's talk favorite player. Current favorite player and all-time favorite player. And they don't have to be White Sox, but they can, very much can be. So, Chris, we'll start with you, and then we'll go with you to Matt. Uh, current favorite player got the guy's name on my back. Uh, I'm a little bit more positive about him than I think some fans are. But Yohan Moncada, I love Yohan. Love him at the hot corner. Wouldn't want him on any other team in baseball. Um, all time favorite player probably be Barry Bonds. When I was a little kid, I got to see him play. Like one of my first baseball memories was seeing him play in Pittsburgh. So that was pretty cool. Uh, we would sit out in the left field bleachers, and my middle sister used to heckle him pretty badly and try to get him upset and frustrated so um just as a little kid like doing that and then you know, watching him break the record and everything like that uh growing up was was pretty cool so i don't i don't know if i heard you say his name correctly you said barry bonds but isn't his name barry i swear he didn't take steroids bonds he uh took flintstone gummies like sammy sosa did he just <laughs> took his flintstone gummies every morning and so he got big and strong so he put on 80 pounds of muscle this guy was a Hall of Famer, a first ballot Hall of Famer before he left Pittsburgh. And then someplace between that flight from Pittsburgh and San Francisco, he grew three hat sizes and 240 pounds of pure rip. I don't know what happened, but 
His yeah. head also got about three times as big too, which is pretty shocking. Yeah, exactly. But I've got a story I'm going to tell you offline about Barry Bonds, uh, Chris, to you know, make your sister <laughs> proud. <laughs> nice. All right. <laughs> so, so Matt, you're up next. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so my my current favorite major league baseball player is a white Sox player and it's Tim Anderson. I love Tim Anderson. I love the attitude he brings to the stadium. Uh, he does a lot of cool stuff um, as far as like being a charitable person uh, for people on the South side of Chicago. He lives down there full time, um, not in the city proper, but uh, I think like in like Homewood Flossmore area um, really cool of him to like make that decision as a professional athlete. And I just love seeing him get on base. You know, he's he's like an old school kind of hitter where he just puts the ball in play and hits it where it's supposed to go, which I, I think is kind of a breath of fresh air. Uh, and as far as all time favorite player, is going to be another White Sox player, and it's the big hurt, Frank Thomas. Absolutely. And I don't know how he couldn't be your favorite player if you grew up as a White Sox fan. Um, and you're my age, just watching that guy obliterate baseballs and just being a huge monster of a person. He was just the best to watch. Yeah. Yeah, he was, you know, it's funny. Uh, I, you know, top fan rivalry does a lot of baseball cards and stuff like that too. And so we bought a, a wax pack, like box, just the normal boxes. Right. So my wife, <clears throat> my wife's sitting with me and I'm opening them 88. I think it was 88 or 89, whatever his rookie year is where he's got the card of him at Auburn. Right. My wife's like, let me open a pack. And I'm like, you know, I'm a kid in candy store. I'm like, no, 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 no. So I let her open a pack. First card she opens is the Frank Thomas rookie card. I'm like, okay, you can open the next pack. Next card she opens is the um, the the gold, uh, what do you call it? The gold cup uh, rookie card for King Griffey. I'm like, that's it. I'm not opening anymore. Go ahead, sweetheart. Like, you're making us money. Go, go, go ahead. Yeah, you can't ever open another pack again. That's That's pretty nope. good luck right there. I got some boxes that she's still got to open. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, you guys chose great favorite players, and I love those guys, too. I love Tim Anderson's flair. I love the fact, though, that he is – he knows how to press the other team's buttons um, and get them out of the headspace that they need to be in. Absolutely. Yeah, it kind of reminds me like A.J. Pierzynski a little bit with that ability. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll never forget that Barrett Brzezinski play at the plate when he slaps home plate. I'm like, AJ, good for you, man. Good for you. <laughs> you know, way, way to take one on the jaw, too, there, Rocky. <laughs> he earned it. He definitely <laughs> earned it. <laughs> All right. So we've talked about your favorite team. We've talked about favorite players. Let's talk about ballparks. So, Matt, we'll start with you. Um, Talk to me about the ballparks that you've been to and maybe one or two of your favorite ones. And then Chris so, will go to you. Certainly, yeah. So I've only been to two professional ballparks. Um, I've walked past uh, a couple others, but I've only been inside of Guaranteed Rate Field, formerly known as U.S. Cellular Field, formerly known as Comiskey Park, um, and then Wrigley as well. Um, of those two, my favorite is definitely going to be Comiskey or guaranteed rate. Guaranteed um, rate. But I will I'll throw this out there as a non-professional ballpark in Chicago for baseball. Um, I think it's kind of a hidden gem. Most people probably don't know about it. And the only reason I know about it is by happenstance. But um, University of Illinois, Chicago, the UIC Flames, their ballpark, 
their backdrop in the outfield is downtown Chicago and it's gorgeous. So oh. if you ever had a chance to, to watch a game at UIC field, um, it's pretty sweet. Nice. I I'll put that on the bucket list. You'll have to show me around. Chris, what you got? Um, well, I've been to Pittsburgh, uh, G rate Wrigley. I think that's about it. No Yankee old Yankee stadium. Um, my favorite two, honestly, the G rate, uh, White Sox fans are true baseball fans, and it just makes games a, a whole lot more fun. Uh, and then Pittsburgh, the it might be the prettiest stadium in all of baseball. You have the, the Golden Bridges out of center field and the skyline behind it, and you know Roberto Clemente Bridge is right there. So it's, I think, arguably the, one of the prettier uh, backdrops in, in the majors. Well, this next question I'm going to ask you, fellas, Chris, everybody to a person. If they haven't been to PNC Park, they will say PNC Park straight up and straight out, straight up and straight out. Um, so here's the question. You guys have a month off in the summer. Money's not an issue. You can only travel to five ballparks that you haven't been to. Chris, where are you going to go? And then, Matt, I'm going to ask you the same question after that. Where are you going to go? I'm going to go to City Field. Okay. Um, Seattle. Okay. Okay. T-Mobile, I think it's called now. Yeah, T-Mobile. Is, is it still? Yeah. Yeah, yeah T-Mobile now, best. I think. I was it used to be safe a couple weeks ago. Hard to keep track of these things these days. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I want to go to American Family in Milwaukee. Okay. That's a really hard question. Just pick five. I want to be like all 30. Uh, I'd go to the uh, – the name's escaping me, and I'm going to look like a really bad baseball fan. Uh, Orioles Park. Oh, Camden. Camden Yards. Camden Yards. And then probably Miami. I'd want to go see a game. Actually, no, Arizona. And I'd rent the pool in right field and then just hang out in the pool game and watch a game. That's it. Fifth one, Arizona. There you go. You need to do that if it was summertime, man. You fry an egg on the ground. It, you know. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. What about you, uh, Matt? So five stadiums for me. Uh, first one I'm going to pick, um, and I don't remember any of the names of any of the stadiums, so I'm just going to tell you what, where the teams play. Uh, definitely Toronto, and okay. I would get the room, the hotel room in center field and watch the game from there. there I, that's like a, like a bucket list thing. That looks so fun. Um, I would go to um, where the Padres play because um, I was on a business trip in San Diego and I really wanted to go to a game. I ended up not going and I kind of just like, it's been a regret for, for a couple of years that I, that I didn't walk in there and get a ticket. Um, that's one uh, Rockies. Um, what, what's is what, is that Coors Field? Still? Coors Field yeah. 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 So Coors Field definitely um, would want to go there. Um, that place looks awesome. Walked past that too and didn't walk in and buy a ticket. So it's another kind of regrettable uh, decision. Uh, what do I, I got? Three more, two more, two more, two more, two more. Uh, definitely Fenway Park, and then I would have to say uh, Yankee Stadium. Yankee Stadium. There you go. There you go. Um, I will tell you, Petco. By the way, boys, I can get to Petco, Dodger Stadium, or Angel Stadium all within about an hour and twenty minutes from where I'm at. So if you guys ever are in California and you want to visit any of those stadiums, just send me a message on Instagram. I'll clear the schedule. We'll get tickets. I'll show you around. 
Um, Matt, as you know, Petco Park in San Diego is now like surrounded by nightlife in a city where, you know, you can get anything you want to eat. Save Portillo's. There's not a Portillo's down there. Sorry, fellas, <laughs> but save Portillo's. You can get anything you want to eat down there before you get into the ballpark and pay 30 bucks for a bag of peanuts. Yeah, and it's really it's really cool in San Diego because it's it's right in the middle of the of the city, which I think is like kind of like Wrigley and and a lot of other places. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah, like yeah, guaranteed rate. To... There's a lot of ball, like uh, parking lots, and it doesn't really feel like it's on the neighbor in a neighborhood. It's right on the highway. Um, but uh, you know, San Diego, it's like right there. Yeah, it used to be they built that downtown up. It used to not be in the most awesome of neighborhoods, so it was. It's great that they built the condos, you know, the live workspaces and stuff like that, which is is phenomenal. Um, I will not hold it against you that neither one of you said the third oldest ballpark in Major League Baseball, which is Dodger Stadium. <laughs> I forgive both of you. Okay. We can still be friends. <laughs> <laughs> I think Matt and I, we've kicked the idea around starting to just pick a ballpark every year. Yeah, yeah we should definitely do that. Socks around. Yeah. You know, I was I was talking to some Astro fans, and I didn't know this, but I guess I guess the Astrodome they don't have plans to demolish it, but they can't hold too many fans in the second and third deck because it needs to be renovated and things like that. I told these Astro fans, I said, you guys need to start a petition to have MLB and the city work together, renovate it, and then have the Astros play a dozen or two dozen of their home games at Astro Stadium. I mean, how cool would that be? For the historical I don't know if they'll side. do it with the uh, with the camera setup. I don't know if they can get their special cameras out in center field uh, yeah. at a second ballpark. So, <laughs> There's you know, special cameras. <laughs> <they're> special cameras. <laughs> First, you don't mention Dodger Stadium. Then you have to bring up the 2017 World Series. Thanks, Chris. Hey, Matt, next time we'll just have you on. Who wants to <laughs> I love it. I'm messing with the rugby players, so Matt, Matt protect me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I could. <laughs> All right, fellas. So final question to you, and this one is is a little thought-provoking, right? So we've talked about your teams. We talked about your favorite players, which are awesome. We talked about ballparks. We talked about where you want to go. Talk to me about the 2023 campaign. Matt, we'll let you start this one out. What are you looking forward to? What, as of right now, now, Mind you, top fans, we're recording this on the 15th of December. It'll drop on the 20th of December. So what are you concerned about? What are you excited about for the 2023 season? And then, Chris, we'll go to you after that. Right on. Yeah, um, hopefully by the time this is out, uh, the Sox will have signed a left fielder. I've, I've been reading a lot of rumors about that um, past couple of days that they're kind of hot on the trail of someone. Uh, but really uh, kind of just seeing them get back on track to, you know, we sat through the rebuild and saw some really bad baseball for several years. And it looked like they were building the right way and kind of their momentum was going the right way. And then this Tony LaRusa thing happened and they really, the wind came out of their sails and they did not look like a contending team last season. Um, mind you, they still ended up around 500. So, you know, that's still like a decent team. And I'm excited to kind of see the development of the young players still um, really need to see Yon Mankata become the player that we think he can. Um, you know, I think he's probably not going to be the hall of famer that we thought he would be, uh, but I think he can be a very good player at third base. 
and you know just seeing the team come to its full potential because I have a lot of faith in the, in the players on the team currently. I think I'm not sure why they couldn't hit last year, but they couldn't, uh, at least for power. And I think organizationally they've looked at that and addressed that in the offseason. So we should see a lot of better power numbers out of the team. Um, and I think the pitching is going to be there. They have good starting pitching. They have a pretty solid bullpen um, the way it's constructed currently. Um, I think that they're a contender, and I'm, I, I want to see that all come to fruition. Yeah, that's a good call. I love that. I love that. I, by the way, just before Chris jumps on here, I I will say this. It's good for baseball, and the White Sox are good, right? Um, there are some teams where it's kind of like, eh, all right, you know, they're good, but it's good when the White Sox are good. But when the White Sox and the Cubs are both out of it, it's not awesome for Major League Baseball. It's lame. Chris. <laughs> exactly. Chris, go ahead. Yeah, it's not good when the third biggest market in the United States can't get either of their baseball teams to be super competitive. Um, I think this year, I the thing I'm two things I'm most excited about is one, seeing Mike Clevenger work with Ethan Katz. Uh, we all saw Clevenger be with like elite pitching coaches in Cleveland, and he was elite. And I really believe Ethan Katz is an elite level pitching coach, so I think he's going to be able to get him back to that level. I'm also super excited to see Michael Kopech kind of in his actual first full season. Like last year was his first one, but this is going to be the first time he gets like real inning count, like 160, 170. So it's going to be nice to see kind of what he can do all year as long as he can stay healthy. And I think it's going to be excited also to see, I think uh, Oscar Colas is going to be the starting right fielder for the White Sox next year. And he's kind of one of the few prospects they got right now outside of uh, Montgomery and Norhe Vera, who is really exciting to look forward to. So uh, he crushed it in the minors this year. And I know that doesn't always transition to the Major League Baseball, but White Sox are super hitter-friendly, especially the left-handers. So I think he's going to be able to put a lot uh, a lot of balls out in the 108 uh, and hopefully on I-95. <laughs> <laughs> Reggie Jackson slash I-95. <laughs> <laughs> I-95, I love it. I love it. I, you guys, fellas, you guys, and I say this in no disrespect to anybody, but I kind of the American League Central and the National League Central, for that matter, really don't have a dominant force to it. Where, like, so it's yours for the taking, right? You don't have a Mets or the Phillies or something to that effect where you're looking at it going, oof, or the Dodgers or Padres or Yankees or anything like that. So, it's yours for the take. Go out and get it. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I'd love to see you guys go out and get it. It'd be a lot of fun. So, um, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's yours for the taking. So go out and get them. Right. And we will be shouting from the rooftops, telling them to go get it. <laughs> yeah. You guys were also shouting fire La Russa. Fire. <laughs> yeah. <Tony>. Yes. <laughs> We were. I think we got him fired, actually. <laughs> That's his heart awesome. gave out. White Sox fans were so cruel to him that he had to go back to Arizona and get a second pacemaker, which it's a tough. That's a tough look. That's tough to come back from. Exactly. Exactly. Well, uh, first of all, thank you, fellas, for being on. You guys have been phenomenal guests, and we talked offline beforehand. You guys are a lot of fun. We're going to have you on for some of the the other stuff that we're doing, which is great, but 
top fan rivalry followers. These fellows also have a podcast. I will make sure that we we put out their information um, when this drops so that you can uh, not only follow them, but listen to their podcast, listen to their YouTube channel. I mean, it's White Sox baseball, but they're baseball peers at heart. And I love the fact that you guys have been on and we've been trying to make this happen for a couple months. And I'm just super grateful that we're now here. Right. We've finally made it happen. So <laughs> Heck yeah. I mean, we're docking three different time zones between the three of us. So this is, you know, it's kind of rolling the dice, you know, or putting it all in black or red. Right. So. But I, I appreciate it, Matt, Chris, from the bottom of my heart. Thanks for being a guest. We'll have you on again soon. OK. Looking forward to it, Bill. Thanks for having us on. We appreciate it. No problem. Thanks for having us on. Go Sox. Go, Go Sox. Sox. There you go.